It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Jeff, and I've got a packed podcast for you today. This was our live show at Fretboard Brewery in Blue Ash from Monday night. Mo Egger, Stephen Offenbaker from the Reds Lord Podcast, and myself sat down and talked Reds baseball, the trade deadline, and all that good stuff, and I can't wait for you to check it out. This is part one of the conversation. Once it ends, head on over to Reds Alert for part two. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that the MLB trade deadline is approaching. Yes, we all know that. But Locked On MLB, I bet you didn't know, has you covered on YouTube. The Locked On MLB YouTube channel will be streaming the trade deadline live. I'll be hosting. There'll be a couple of co-hosts each hour. Two hours of MLB trade analysis from our lineup of local experts. Subscribe to the Locked On MLB on YouTube and tune in July 30th, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll be talking about the trade deadline. All right, let's jump into it. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. We are doing a crossover Reds Talk podcast tonight before the Reds begin their series in Chicago, 8.05 tonight. Wade Miley on the mound tonight, the Hulk, some people call him. But I am Jeff Carr. You probably don't know me. Some people up here know me, but I am Jeff Carr, the host of the Locked on Reds podcast. I talk about the Reds each and every day, whether they win or lose. I like it more when they win. We're doing a crossover today, though, with the Reds Alert podcast, and I'll let him tell you more about that. Aloha. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Stephen Offenbaker. I am a Hawaii-based podcast. I happen to be in town tonight. Jeff asked me to join him, and uh, I was really excited to do that. If you haven't heard my show before, it's a weekly show. I try to bring on real interesting guests and, and talk Reds baseball and share a little bit about Hawaii and a little bit about the Reds. So I'm real excited to be here, and just want to thank you all for coming out tonight. And also, I'd like to introduce the talent over here at the talent table. This is... Mo Egger from ESPN 1530. You all know him. He is uh, one of the foremost smart guys on Reds you're, baseball you're, in the area. Wait, you're, you're being, thank you very much. You all know him. Could not be used in the more in a more loosey uh, term. <laughs> Can I just say this about the two of you? I, my understanding, I haven't been here before. I, you know, I don't. I used to live five minutes away from here. I've I've wanted to come here since they opened, but it is a rule, at least in this part of the country. I don't know how it is over there on, on the big island, that if you're going to work at a craft brewer, you have to have a beard. You guys look like you're going to be talking about, like, oatmeal stouts. <laughs> well, they do have some really good stouts Can here. I just ask a question of the folks that run this place real quick? And this is a beautiful facility. The beer is very good. When you sat down and thought, you know, we're going to put it in blue ash... When did across from the Ohio State Highway Patrol <laughs> enter into the conversation? Here's an idea. I'm going to be able to wave at the cops as I walk to my car. Hey, right over here! Come and get me! And now we know why the beer is so good That's going to be It's going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> we are definitely going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Mostly reds, also probably some beer too. Uh, we're not on a roller coaster though, so that's a good thing. I'm, 
I'm happy oh, to. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that? We can talk about whatever you want. Go ahead. I don't want to talk about the trade deadline anymore. I've been talking about the trade <laughs> deadline since, you know, right around President's Day. Jeff Carr, uh, none of the folks here have any r- real reason to listen to my radio show. <laughs> I-, I barely have a reason to listen to my radio show. But uh, if there's, I-, I said this to, uh, to a radio executive last week. Uh, that if, if, if anything ever captured what I want the ethos of my radio show to be, <laughs> Jeff Carr tweeted uh, about three weeks ago that he was on a date at Kings Island, apparently because he's 15 years old. And I, like uh, I don't know why you would put that on Twitter, but he's at Kings Island while we're on the air, and I, I thought it would be funny to have him call the show from a roller coaster and try to offer Red's analysis as he's riding the roller coaster. And it was, as far as I was concerned, just gold. And I haven't gotten better feedback on anything other than that. So that, A, probably tells us you should be hosting the show. <laughs> and, uh, but that really did kind of capture what I, I want the radio show to be about. And frankly, aside from that, it never really is. I had to listen back to the podcast to see what your follow-ups were because I couldn't hear them. Yeah, well, I could tell. That's fine. That was good. That was good. And surprisingly, was, it was some of the best analysis you've ever given. We're, now, well, we haven't followed up on this. Were people looking at you? Were they wondering why is this guy? Were they, I don't think I so. I was told after the fact that the park kind of frowns upon this kind of thing. <laughs> well, I, I know in line I was talking to, I think I was talking to you on the phone whenever we were trying to give you an update as to because we were in line for Orion. Now, were you in the real line? Or like yeah. now, I haven't been to Kings no, Island no, in many no, years. Don't pay for the fast but Do you pass? have to go and, and you pay the money to no. skip the line? What is that? No. Pay no. extra money. The I fun part you... of Kings Island is people watching and watching them make out with each other while you're waiting <laughs> in line in the heat and it's interminable. And now you can buy your way out of that? I, I don't think, do that. I think the only people that do that came from like the middle of nowhere that doesn't have amusement parks. And they're oh. like, hey, we just want to ride all the rides today. Yeah. Because we live close, so we didn't have to do that. But <clears throat> I was in line for Orion, and it was broken down, and we were given updates. And there was this couple in front of us that, after I would get off the phone, would kind of like give me side eye. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you know you're in line for a roller coaster, right? Well, whenever they gave the next update over the PA system, those people left. So I think those were the only people in the park that knew I was doing anything. I was told after the fact that Kings Island discourages this kind of thing. They don't want you talking on the phone while you're riding the rides. And I, I guess people lose their phones. or And uh, so I was told this. And, they, well, you know, Kings Island now, they might be mad at you. And I said, you know, Kings Island and I have a complicated relationship because in many, many years ago, like 2011 or 2012, the official Kings Island Twitter account, they were asking Kings Island trivia questions. And the one question they asked was something along the lines of, this attraction gave over six million rides in 1991. And I retweeted, Carmen Electra. And they, like the people here, did not find that funny. <laughs> I think that was in Hanna-Barbera I land. got unfollowed by Kings Island. <laughs> Coming up, we are going to talk about the Reds. We just had some general shenanigans to get this one started. But before we jump into that, I wanted to let you know that you can get your next auto part delivered directly to your door by rockauto.com. They've got all of the parts that your car will ever need and... They have an easy-to-use interface to help you find exactly that part. Whether you are a professional 
and you know exactly what brand you like, or you are just an average Joe looking for that turn signal for your everyday car, Rock Auto can help you find it. Go to rockauto.com and in the checkout section, in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com and in the How'd You Hear About Us section in the checkout area, type in Locked On. Rock Auto has all of the parts that your car will ever need, and they've got reliably low prices to help you do it. <laughs> well, that, that, Before we jump happen. into the Reds, <laughs> I, I have something I want to follow up that you've been working on this week, and this will require a little bit of audience participation <laughs> yeah. because I'm curious now. Uh, apparently, a big topic of debate at the 700 WLW Studios as well as ESPN 1530 has been a question about Stony shower Pikes. beers. And if you don't know what a shower beer is, then I'm going to have Mo explain it in a minute. But if you do, just show of hands real quick. Who drinks shower beers? There's, some, shower folks beers back there, there. Hey, there's there. some folks here who, who haven't had a shower beer because it looks like they haven't showered. <laughs> Klosterman, by the way, pretty good shower beer. Yeah? It's okay, on the menu. Very, yeah. very good. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know that you can take showers here while you're drinking it, but you can drink it here and then imagine that you're drink, taking yeah. a shower later. What do you need me to say something yeah, about okay. this? So, oh. what is the shower beer debate well, going on like at the radio station? It's not the most high-end concept. You're in the shower. You're drinking right. a beer. So, so, <clears throat> do you that, find it disturbing that you're the only person at the radio station that seems to be on board yeah, with this? Yeah. So, here's uh, f- for those who uh, who weren't listening, and God, I can't imagine there are many who weren't. Uh, <laughs> this came up on like many things do on social media. By the way, who's this chair for? Are we expecting another guest? It's just if you want to switch chairs in oh, between, put, put you're my allowed feet up? to. I, well, I didn't know. Is, yes. is there a surprise? I mean, do we have... There, there, there's not a surprise. Okay. The, the original intent was maybe to bring the trivia participants up, but we decided to go with a oh, floor mic. Oh, that's fine. Down. I'd rather yeah. talk to them than me. So anyway, <laughs> uh, somehow it came up on social media. Somebody asked me, what are your favorite types of beers to have? Not brands. Not like, you know, fretboard. Although fretboard would certainly make the list. Yes. Right. Although not after I criticized their location across from the Ohio State Highway Patrol. <laughs> um, and no, it was like, you know, like ballpark beer, beach beer, boat beer, uh, swimming pool beers, first beer vacation. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the last beer before they pull you over across the street. All these different types of beers. And I, I had on the list uh, shower beer because and I'm, I'm not talking about like you wake up in the morning. You know, it's quarter after six. And you bust one open instead of having that, a cup that, of coffee. That's a different, that's a different kind of beer. That's, that might that's indicate, a whole different thing. That might indicate that maybe there's some issues you have to resolve. Employee of the month. Yeah, I'm talking about like, oh, you know, you just got done working in the yard. You just got done cutting the grass. You've been sweating. And you go in the shower. You bust open a cold one. Or, uh, you know, you're getting ready to have people over. You've bought a bunch of beer. You've set everything up. And now you're going to go take a shower. You get a head start. You bust one open. And then, so that kind of beer. And, and so... Uh, most of the folks on social media could relate to that. Hey, I've done that before, Mo. So we were talking about it on the air, and I got done on the air, and I go back and I sit in my little cubby hole, and uh, I'm inundated with people that I work with, that I've worked with in radio. And, and to me, radio, that's not like working at a bank, okay? I mean, you're, no. you know, it's supposed to be fun-loving beer drinkers. I've done that. And uh, No. Yeah, and so... One after the other, there's people coming up to me, and I don't know if they were trying to stage an intervention, but uh, Mo, you drink beer in the shower? Like, uh, not every 
day, not, a, not in the morning, but on occasion. And it was astounding to me that there were so many people for whom this concept was almost completely foreign. So I was dismayed by that. And then I had people this weekend, and this now here to me is where it gets a little... Mm, uh, people this weekend were sending me pictures from their shower. Well, that could be dangerous. <laughs> and what I want to know is, like, if your wife walks in... I mean, I just know if, like, I, hey, I'm in the, I am taking a picture of the shower. As I'm getting ready to get in, my wife is going to wonder, well, who are you sending that to? <laughs> so now I feel like we've opened up a little bit of a can of worms here that I don't want to be responsible for. So you prefer those to come to your direct messages, then? Yes, yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, that would be... <laughs> and, well, and the sad thing was they were all men. You know. Well, far be it for me to endorse an OnlyFans Hard account. Hard-hitting reds um, analysis. Hard-hitting reds analysis. <laughs> you're getting you're not alone. alone. We have shower beers. Yeah, for takers shower beer in the room. room. Have you're good here. to go. Very good. Awesome. So shower beer's good, yes. Okay. So. And by the way, there were people who were like, well, how does it work? Does, does the water get in the beer? It's like, you know what? What kind of... Uh, what, what kind of intelligence are we... Do? How does it I mean, work? it's not in a glass. You like, turn you're the not shower on, it, you open the you beer, know. you drink it. You don't hold it underneath the, you know, the faucet. I mean, it's, this concept cannot be that... you got to have uh, room in your shower for the shower beer. If you have a really small shower, probably shouldn't have a shower beer. You know, beer's about this big. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's the Believe size me. of a bottle of shampoo. It's like, oh, you can't shampoo your hair Believe me, there's some small shower. showers out there. Okay. Very good. Some small showers. All right, so before we jump into some hard-hitting, really smart Ooh, I just, I just thought of a beer really quick. Um. I just thought, I flew with my family to Florida this year. I have a four-year-old daughter, and yeah. it was a little bit of a rough go. So I asked for a beer. I got one, and I took it in the bathroom lavatory. And the looks you get when you walk in there with a can of beer into the bathroom lavatory priceless <laughs> priceless Mo Egger ladies and gentlemen I don't even yeah. know how we're going to follow hey, up with that yeah. alright that's been this podcast um, <laughs> so before we jump into talking about the Reds talking about what's going on this whole week I wanted to introduce to everybody out there we are going to be giving away beer for trivia questions we're going to ask a trivia question am I eligible to win no, no, no. I mean, you can answer the question, but we'll have to give the beer to somebody else. We will give away a beer based on if you get it right. If I get it right, can I pick someone to give the beer to? Yes. Because it's going to yeah. be that lady who has laughed at everything I said. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Well, and we're going to start. We're going to ask a trivia question right now because we're kind of off the rails. So let's just keep going <laughs> off the rails. Who is the Cincinnati Reds franchise leader in stolen bases. If you know the answer, come up to the microphone. Microphone right there. So while people are thinking and mostly Googling repeat and the question. looking at that, we will repeat it. It is, who is the Reds franchise leader in stolen bases? I'll give you a hint. He hadn't played in like a while. So while we're talking about that, this wow. is kind of Boy, a that really narrows it down. Thanks. In a while, a while. <laughs> you know, when you have when you have a franchise that's 150 years old, yeah. that or narrows just, it down. Mm. That's why I thought it'd be a good hit. Sure. <laughs> so you said don't talk about the trade deadline, but we're going to talk, we're about, gonna the talk about the trade oh, deadline. Great, <laughs> because that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. What should they do? Should they buy? Should they sell? Or will they be indifferent? I mean, I think. 
we're sitting here on Monday night. They still have four games. Their distance from where they are to first place could change drastically. I mean, I, I think if, first of all, I'm going to give a very long, boring answer to that question because you're not paying me, so I don't have to be concise. Um, they are, if I'm not mistaken, 29 and 20 over their last 49 games, which is really good. I mean, that's, that's almost 600 baseball. And in that time, they've gained one half game on first place. You know, even this weekend, they won two out of three. For the most part, they played really well. They, they didn't gain any ground. That, those, those two things uh, illustrate how hard it's going to be to overcome a six-and-a-half game deficit. Right. And I, I feel like, to a degree, they're kind of stuck in the middle, where, it, logically speaking, it may make sense for them to not go all in. It may make sense for them to entertain offers for their established players. But how do you look at your fans and do that? I think to a large degree that they're kind of at the mercy of their own history. You know, the Chicago Cubs are sellers. They, you know, and, and that's, maybe they should be now, but they never should have been this past offseason. They never should have been the offseason prior to that. But at the very least, if you're a Cubs fan, you can go, well, uh, 2016 was cool, and then we made the playoffs every year for four or five straight years, and that was awesome. Or if you're the Cardinals, and the Cardinals, if you look at your fans and go, you know what, this isn't the year, we're not going to go all in. Well, by God, for the last 40 years, they've been relevant almost every single year. They've been in the World Series four times this century. So you have some equity to cash in. Cincinnati Reds, the Cincinnati Reds don't have any. So how do you look at your fans who you just dragged through a half decade of just misery? And now that they have a team that's pretty good, that does need some help, how do you look at your fans and tell them you're going to have to wait even longer? Which, if you sell, is effectively the message you're going to send. Logically, if a team says, we'll give you, you know, a huge haul of prospects or a huge haul of guys for Nick Castellanos, Logically, that may be worth listening to. But then how do you come to your fans and go, hey, this Castellanos guy you all love has helped us get within arm's length the first place? Uh, yeah, sorry, we're going to have to trade him, and that means you're going to have to wait even longer. I don't think you can do that. No. I think the fact that they do have a almost no recent equity to cash in and the fact that I, I really kind of feel like it's still going to be just a two-team race if it's a race at all between Cincinnati and Milwaukee, You've got to do something to enhance her chances. Now, I don't know that that's going to mean Trevor Story or Trey Turner or Craig Kimbrell or Rysel Iglesias, but I believe you have to do something that at least enhances your chances without, you know, you got to play the odds here. The odds are, even if the Reds make a trade, they're not going to win the division. So you, you, you do have to make decisions based on what's most likely and what's least likely. But whenever I hear the, the concept of, of the Reds being sellers, I come back to the pushback they're going to get from fans who don't want that. And I get it. And I, I, I share the sentiment. How do you tell your fans you have to wait even longer? I don't think you can. And if you do, you're going to get a lot of pushback that I don't think Bob Castellini wants to deal with. And I don't want to see that either. Before we get more into trade talk, This woman wants to an answer. answer the question. She does. Before I answer the question, yeah. I want to run with that. I'm the fan stop trading everybody we are meshing well right now we're playing well together leave it alone let's keep our good guys for a couple years and see how far they can go why with don't it. you let her you sit right what, what's you your name seat? Huh? Tell, tell us your name don't need me patty. here sorry patty patty yes all right so you uh that's actually a pretty good take i like that we like that 
And then you want to answer the trivia question also, yeah? I had two, but I'm going to go with Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan is close, but not the right answer. All right. Number two. Number two on the list for all-time steals. He's number two. Number right. two. We'll, we'll have to see if my other number uh, if one you, was If it. you figure it out, come back up. But, okay. Patty, thank you very much. Sure. Thank that, you, Patty. That, that's kind of where Give we are with the rest. the Reds analysis she yes, provided. Yes, yes, <laughs> Patty gets a beer. Patty gets a beer. She had so, an opinion. So, yes. so here's, here's the thing, Mo. I, I agree that it would be very difficult for Red's ownership to look into a camera and explain to the fans that they're trading. <laughs> that would mean Red's that, ownership yes, had to, you're had right. to actually show up where the cameras so, and are. That's, and that's okay. where I'm going because yeah. what they have demonstrated thus far in their tenure is, one, an inability to pull off a rebuild. So I don't trust them. I don't mm-hmm. trust them to be sellers. I don't trust them to trade people away. Now, there are some pieces of this team. If you're going to be sellers, and, and Bob Castellini is, is very fond of talking about the Tampa Bay model, but the Tampa Bay model involves flipping players around year four, bringing in prospects, and keeping the, keeping the thing flowing. And he doesn't have the ability to let his baseball people baseball and stay out of the way. I don't trust him. I don't think he can do it. But like you said, it would be a very hard sell to this fan base after what they've endured to trade away these prospects and trade away these core players in order for maybe winning this division. So I guess if we eliminate the possibility of a sell, if we say sell is not an option both from a PR standpoint and just from our faith in them standpoint, then if they are buyers, is it realistic to expect that they will go spend any money and take on any salary and do anything other than sit on their hands and say, we talked to the Marlins about Rojas. We talked to the Cubs about whoever it is they want to talk to them about, about Kimbrel. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be with them? i tell you what, chew on that real quick. We have another attempt. Sir, tell us your name. Uh, Dave Pemberton. Dave Pemberton. All right, Dave, what do you think? Without Googling, bid McPhee. <laughs> There you go. That's the answer. Big McPhee is the Cincinnati Reds franchise leader in stolen Hall of Famer bases. Bid McPhee. Bid McPhee. That's right. 500, Hall of Famer. 568 steals. More importantly, the question is, will that ever be broken? No. Yeah, no. they don't steal anymore. No, they don't steal anymore. That's what I'm, that's Dave the Pemberton, you win a beer. Coming up, we give our thoughts on whether or not the Reds' front office, as currently constructed, can be trusted if they were to sell. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can still go to betonline.ag and set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. Betonline.ag is the only online sports book that I trust. And they've got great lines when it comes to Major League Baseball, the MLS, or all kinds of soccer going on. They've even got Olympic lines, they've got reality TV shows, all that good stuff, and NFL futures to boot. Check them out today at betonline.ag. Set up your profile and type in the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. Plus, I got another tip for you. I gave you the Reds Cubs series yesterday. The Reds at plus 110. Of course, losing game one doesn't really help that, but I still have a good feeling about it. And today I'm looking at the line for the game. I'm not really set one way or the other on the money line because I think it's going to be interesting to see what Vladimir Gutierrez brings to the mound, but I love the over. It's 10 and a half. It's currently set at 10 and a half at minus 110 odds. Take the over today. Vladimir Gutierrez against Adbert Alzale and the Cubs over 10 and a half. 
and go to betonline.ag and set up your profile with the promo code locked on today. You Dave win a beer. beer. That's They'll the take answer care right up there to the my, one of my favorite trivia questions. 2000, the year 2000, four figures, uh, four Cincinnati Reds figures were either inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame or won the Ford C. Frick Award. So you had Tony Perez, Sparky Anderson, Marty Brenneman, and Bid McPhee. And Bid McPhee. Bid, Bid was not around to make a speech. He played a long time ago, he yeah. He did. <laughs> That's where, that's where that hint came from. But, yeah, no, no, I'm with you, and I keep breathing into the mic. Uh, when it comes to selling, this franchise has shown that they can't do that, at least as currently constructed. We're talking about guys who traded away our oldest Chapman and got nothing, which, by the way, I wrote that into a question as well, trivia question for another beer. If you can tell me one, there were four players that the Reds got. If you can tell me one of the players that the Reds got from the Yankees for a role as Chapman, you get a beer. Because that was a debacle of a trade. The Jay Bruce trade was a debacle of the trade. None of those trades worked out. Even though on paper, whenever they happen, they look good. And we do have an attempt at an answer. I have a feeling Ken has the answer. Ken, I, I yeah. Sorry, Ken, what's your name? Yeah. Well, what's your name, uh, Ken? Ken. All right, Ken, what do you got? I'm going to go with Tony Renda. Tony Renda is one of the four. Who are the other Fun three? Fun fact, I can all four all. of these players combined, 80 total major league games. All four of them combined. Really, really sad. Would you like the rest of them? Or is that a trivia? Yeah, give, give me another. Well, yeah. what are the, who are the other three? Eric Jayago, Tony Renda, Rookie Davis, and Caleb Cotham. There you go. <laughs> That's it. That's all yeah, of them. Right. Good job, Ken. Four for Ken. Pretty good. All the beers to Ken. Um... But you look at things like that, and it just it gives me pause. I know there's so many people that immediately after a Reds loss are like, time to sell, time to rebuild, time to blow it up. And whether or not they're right stems on the fact, can this team actually do that? Well, I, I, think, I think what happens, right, wrong, or indifferent, is when people hear sell, that triggers the word rebuild. Yeah. And when people hear rebuild... That means, great, we're going to lose 95 games every year for five years. I don't think that has to be the case. Okay. This is a team that has a guy who's possibly going to be the National League Rookie of the Year. Uh, a guy behind him and Tyler Stevenson, who I think is going to be an all-star one day. Next year, it's conceivable that you could have, according to Keith Law, the third best prospect right now in your starting rotation. A generational talent. Another guy, Nick Ladello, who is a top 100 prospect, according to many. If you bring back Sonny Gray, a former All-Star. If you bring back Wade Miley, a former All-Star, having an excellent season. Tyler Malley. If you don't trade Luis Castillo, Luis Castillo, suddenly there's like a little bit of a surplus of pitching. Uh, Jesse Winker, if you don't trade him, is an in-his-prime All-Star. Like, when they went through the whole rebuild that they just, you know, dragged us through in 2014 and 15. Cupboard was bare organizationally. And what was left in the wake of all those moves was a bunch of guys who were never going to be a part of the next winning Reds team. The farm system was not very good. And let's face it, they had traded away some guys who in the middle of the decade could have been helpful. Travis Wood, uh, Yonder Alonzo, uh, guys like that, in an effort to really go all in. And it you know, worked out to a small degree, but not to the extent that we would like. 
I don't think that's where the Reds are right now. I think their farm system is held in higher regard. I think there's more of a core in place right now of younger players. I didn't even mention the name Nick Senzel. Um, I think there's a, a, a still a, a pretty decent core worth moving forward with next year. So I guess what I would want to know is, and I don't think they're, based on their track record, I don't think they're going to sell. Because when Bob Castellini has signed off on selling, it's basically been when he's had a gun to his head and the timing has been wrong. So I don't think he's going to sell. But can you effectively sell with the idea of loading up for next year? Remember, to a degree, that's what they did with Yesiel Puig, right? They traded away a guy who they weren't going to keep and got Trevor Bauer. And that turned into a Cy Young Award-winning season last year. Is there a deal like that? Um, I, I don't know that the answer is yes. Well, and Castellanos would be your only real chip yeah, sure. for that. Right. But So I don't, I don't know that rebuild has to mean, oh, they're going to be a 62-win team next year. But again, at the same time, it wasn't that long ago the Reds had a 34-year low in attendance. And whether that should matter or not, that's a different conversation. But the reality is it does. In 2019, they traded Homer Bailey for four guys. They acquired Sonny Gray for two. They signed Tanner Roark, and they did all of that primarily because they had to re-energize the fan base. They had to, and it worked. Um, at the same time, that bottoming out of attendance was not too long ago. There's a lot of Reds fans who already have a nasty taste in their mouth from what happened with the team this past offseason. And if you tell those people hey, I know you like this team, it's been a fun summer, but it's just not in the cards. And in fact, not only are we not going to add small pieces, we're going to trade away some big ones. There's going to be a lot of pushback to that. And I think the front office is very sensitive to that. And I understand any fan who's like, dude, F this. I mean, come on, man. You're, you're trading away Nick Castellanos? You're trading away Luis Castillo? Practically, it might make all the sense in the world. But being a fan's about emotion. And you just put fans through hell, man. Like, if, if you're a Reds fan, you know what that felt like. They were out of it by Memorial Day every single year. Now there's finally a team worth paying attention to. They're at least on the periphery of the pennant race, and you're going to pull the rug out from underneath them? Understand what fans are going to do if you do that. They're going to revolt, and I don't blame them for it. Before we, before we move on into that, I did want to mention that as we work our way through the conversation tonight, if any of you all have a question that you want to ask any of us, feel free to come up to the mic and, and we will work you in as, as we're working through. Just come on up and, and give us a minute and we'll get I would, to you. I would like to see the questions before they're submitted. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have them text them to Steve and he can read them. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted to put in one more because uh, I wrote a lot of trivia questions down. I just love me some trivia. But I want to do one more because I know Steve's got some too. This is the last one. This one actually kind of has a little bit to do with... Well, I almost gave away the answer. I shouldn't do that. I don't want to do that. All right. Without giving away the answer this time. In 1880, the Cincinnati Reds were expelled from the National League for two reasons. One was because they refused to stop renting out their ballpark to amateur teams on Sundays. What was the other reason? And if you know the answer to this, you get a beer. Two reasons Cincinnati Reds expelled from the National League in 1880. One was because they would not stop renting their stadiums to amateur teams on Sundays. The other is up to you. 
Well, it's not up to you. I know the answer, but, you know, hopefully you know the answer, too. So while you guys are pondering that, Mo, if, if the Reds take the, I guess maybe indifference, not fair, but if they, if they roll with what they got, do you buy into this narrative that the front office has sort of attempted to pitch that we'll get these injured players back and it'll be like we made a trade? So we've got Moose Moustakas coming back. We've got Sinzel coming back. Maybe Lorenzen's coming back. Uh, Feliz is on a rehab assignment right now for the bullpen. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> if you put him next to Garcia, then he's an upgrade. Oh, wow. So, might so have to do hike you down buy in to make sure I can be there in person for that? <laughs> right. <laughs> do, do, do you buy into any of those players, you know, making that much of an impact outside of Mustakas? If you can guarantee that they'll all be healthy and contribute, sure. But that probably won't happen. Like we we do this before every season. We talk about a team and. Here's how good they're going to be, and here's all the guys they're going to have, and then what you can't factor in are injuries. And whenever somebody like me is the wet blanket, it's like, well, but, you know, what about depth? But yeah, again, I'll go back to, the, to what they did with the bullpen this year, right? Because when they gave away Rysel Iglesias and Archie Bradley, and I, I tried to talk about this, and I went, you know, this, this doesn't strike me as what you do if you're trying to build a pennant-winning team, giving away relief pitchers, and I, I was patted on the head often and told, uh, well, Mo, come on, they, they got uh, Amir Garrett and then that's gonna be okay. They've got TJ Antone and they've got Lucas Sims and Michael Lorenzen. And I would say, that's awesome, but, but what about contingency plans in case something goes wrong? Maybe a guy underperforms, maybe a guy gets injured. You know, maybe any number of things can happen. Your depth is compromised, but what happened? Amir Garrett wasn't very good for a huge stretch. Antone's been hurt. Sims has been hurt. Lorenzen's thrown one inning. So you plan for all these guys to be good and effective and healthy, and it, it rarely materializes. So, you know, getting back to what you just talked about, are they better with TJ Antone, Lucas Sims, Mike Moustakis, Nick Senzel, uh, uh, and uh, Michael Feliz? Yeah, sure, sure. Awesome. They're, they're, they're better with all those guys. Between now and then, who else gets hurt? Because a week and a half ago it was, well, get all these guys back and add them to a team that's got Michael Lorenzen. Well, that didn't last. And then, oh, and then Nick Castellanos is having an MVP caliber year. And then he got hurt. So I certainly, I certainly believe that getting those guys back helps. But your plan of action cannot simply rest with these guys are going to be healthy. They're going to stay healthy. They're going to be productive. And no one else is going to get hurt. To me, you have to supplement all that with acquisitions from the outside that make sense. Nobody wants to see the Reds make a trade just for the sake of making a trade. Well, we'll all see right through that. But I, 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 I do think you have to, I think you have to hope for best case and plan for the worst case, right? And that sounds pessimistic, but that's, that's why we have insurance, right? You have to hope for the best case. And the best case is all those guys come back and are effective. But the worst case usually pops up. Again, a month ago, Mike Moustakis is going to Louisville. Well, that lasted five innings. So if the idea is it, our plan involves all these guys coming back and all of them staying healthy and all of them being productive, if all of it happens, yeah, this team's pretty good. What are the odds of all that happening? Not likely. That's just, that's just how it works. And I think that's why people are so frustrated with the Reds and the way that they ran things is because they plan for the best and they're like, well, if the worst happens, we'll deal with it when that happens. And that's just not good planning. Cliffhanger.
I'm just messing. But that is the end of today's Locked on Reds podcast and our live podcast from Fretboard Brewery in Blue Ash on Monday night. If you want to hear the rest of it, head on over to the Reds Alert podcast. Stephen Offenbaker will have the rest of this conversation, and you can check out his podcast. He comes out once a week. And he usually has, like he said, a lot of great people on to talk. He's talked with the uh, the mother and the brother of Nick Castellanos. He's had Chris Welch on a bunch of times. He's had Mo on a bunch of times as well. You can check out the Reds Alert podcast and make sure that you're also subscribed right here to the Locked On Reds podcast. That'll do it for us today, though. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. Thank you to everybody who subscribes to the podcast, both right here on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. We'll be back on YouTube tomorrow. We're audio only today, but we'll be back on YouTube tomorrow looking at how the Reds are doing in this series. Hopefully, we'll also have some trades to talk about or, you know, at least some trade rumors. There haven't been any rumors here recently either. And we'll get into all of that on tomorrow's Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone for reactions, comments, questions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. Now, go check out the live NBA draft show. They've got this great show on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel talking about the NBA draft, kind of breaking down how it all is going to happen. Check it out right now on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. That'll do it for us today. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 